Yes, yes, yes. This is episode number 417 of the Youpreneur podcast. And today I've got a very, very special guest. Serving up the strategies you need to build, market and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your expertise. This is the Youpreneur Podcast. And here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Yes, hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Youpreneur Podcast. I very much appreciate you being with me. If this is your first time, my name is Chris Ducker. I'm a serial entrepreneur, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and very, very passionate personal brand business coach. Uh, I also build Lego sets in my spare time uh, and then avoid stepping on the little bits all over the house because my children have decided to cripple me slowly but surely. Um, I hope you guys are doing great no matter where you're tuning in from. This is your number one podcast source for everything and anything to build a business based around your expertise, your personality, and the people that you want to serve and call customers. And today, I have a really, really fun conversation coming your way. I'm going to sit down with my good friend, John Lee Dumas from Yes, Entrepreneurs on Fire fame. John has got 3,000 plus podcast episodes under his belt now. He's gone 30 plus months in a row at six figures of revenue each month. And uh, he's actually got a brand new book coming out very, very soon as well. So I asked John to come onto the show, and he's been a, a multiple guest here on the show over the years, but I asked him to come back onto the show today to talk about the journey that he's gone through in writing and now getting ready to launch this new book of his. And it's quite an interesting journey because John doesn't write for a living at all. He doesn't type for a living at all. All he does is actually talk. Uh, as one of the world's number one business podcast hosts, that's what he's known for. And so not only has he had some struggles along the way, but also he's figured out a lot of really, really cool little hacks to make this happen, not only for himself, but for anyone else that wants to learn along with him as well. We also go into a few other bits and pieces in regards to leadership, focus, productivity, and a host of other little tidbits as well. So without further ado, here's my chat with John. Please do enjoy. So John, my man, John Lee Dumas is in the house, everybody. Oh, my brother. It's been a while since you've been on the show, but I often say like, you know, there's like a handful of folks that come up over and over and over again. They come back on the show. They drop their bombs. They leave the listener base in complete smithereens. Then they just, they, and they just, <laughs> they slip into the night like Batman and then they come back again, like 18 months later to do it all over again. How have you been, man? Wonderful. I mean, it's always great to be able to see your face, to be able to hear your voice. I mean, we've literally traveled the world together. I mean, we've rocked the Philippines, Hong Kong, yeah. London, different parts in the world, of course, all over the United States. You name it, we've probably been there. We've taken Caribbean tours, to, uh, cruises together and tours yes. of the islands. I mean, man, we, uh, we're true friends. Yes, we are. We absolutely are. Um, and shared so many incredible memories of everything from, like you say, buying leather goods in Hong Kong's night markets to, um, you know, copious amounts of good scotch over the years, 
lots of fun, karaoke, a few karaoke sessions, um, darts in the Philippines. We play darts in, of all places to play darts in. You play darts in the Philippines. Um, yeah, man, true friend. And I'm very excited for you right now because uh, you are in the throes of experiencing something that I've now had the distinct pleasure of experiencing two times in my life and probably a third time very, very soon. But you are in the process of celebrating the launch of your new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, a roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment. How are you feeling about all this? It's been a culmination of the nine years of running Entrepreneurs on Fire, which is kind of mental when you think about it, because I can still remember you and I hanging out in Portland, Oregon back in 2013 at World Domination Summit, talking about, by the way, you know, your first tropical think tank, which was, of course, amazing. Dude, that, was where, that now, was where that entire thing was born, if you remember. We were out one night. I think I've told this story once before on the show before. We were out one night. It was yourself, Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield. Uh, I think Caleb Wojcik was there. Um, there was a whole bunch of incredible people there. And I was like, you guys, you guys should just like, come to the Philippines and everyone, I think we had a few cocktails and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then I started sending invites like a week later via email to everyone. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. That was great. Yeah. But you know, back then I look at it, you, you were like, dude, you're doing a daily podcast. You're at like 300 episodes. And I was like, yeah, and I'm going to keep going. And what's crazy is that now we're talking and you know, eight years have gone by. I now have over 3,000 episodes published, over 100 million listens of the podcast. Every month is getting 1.4 million listens a month. You know, one thing that I'm really proud of, and I know you are too, because you're such a savvy financial business guy, is this is a business that now for 89 months in a row, we have netted over $100,000 a month for 89 months in a row and published it on our website with our income report, which I know that you have some mixed feelings on for obvious reasons that we've talked about in the past. But, you know, that to me um, says, hey, I've found my common path to uncommon success. I've learned from 3,000 successful entrepreneurs, the Chris Duckers of the world, the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Tim Ferrisses, the Seth Godins, the Barbara Corcoran, the Pat Flynn, the Amy Porterfields. I've learned from all of you amazing entrepreneurs as well. And it just became super obvious to me, bro, that there are fundamental principles that you have followed, that I have followed, that successful entrepreneurs have followed to get to our version of uncommon success. And so I sat down, I created a 17-step roadmap. It's 17 chronological steps of how to find financial freedom and fulfillment. And I just had to write it in the book form. And you know, a lot of people were quarantined in 2020, myself included. And I just spent every day, every day, the first two hours of my day, was writing this book. And I know you know the, the, the book writing process, my friend, 71,000 words I wrote. And I wrote every single word myself. And I'm very excited about this book. I'm very proud of it. It is my best work ever. Well, that doesn't surprise me for a couple of reasons. Number one, we, we've talked on more than one occasions about you writing a book and having it traditionally published. And I remember on a number of occasions, you said, I'll definitely do it. 
when the timing is right, when I've learned enough, when I have experienced enough, maybe even perhaps made a certain amount of mistakes that I can teach people to avoid, et cetera, et cetera. I remember these discussions we've had. And here we are. It doesn't surprise me that you sat and wrote that every single day yourself as well, instead of working with a writer or an editor, you know, that sort of thing to do it. Because that's who you are. You do the work yourself. And I've always respected you for that. Uh, whereas, you know, here I am the king of delegation. I like to do as little <laughs> as possible. Um, <laughs> but that, with, with that being said, though, with that being said, though, that there is, you know, there is times where you've got to roll up your sleeve and get the job done yourself. And clearly this has been one of them for you. Um, let's talk about like the writing process for you a little yeah. bit and, and not just like what was it, you know, you know, a vanilla question of what was it like for you to write a book after all these years? No, I'm not interested in that. What I want to know is how hard was it for you to sit and actually type out words for this thing instead of actually sitting or standing behind a microphone talking, which is what you do for a living. It's what you are known for, right? Like you, you podcast, you teach podcasting, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And now all of a sudden here you are pounding away on a keyboard. How did that feel? It felt like I was outside of my zone of fire because my zone of fire is exactly what you talked about having conversations with successful and amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs, learning from them, questioning them, you know, holding their feet to the fire, getting the best questions and answers out there that I possibly can. That's what I've built my media empire on. Over 3,000 interviews on my show, Entrepreneurs on Fire, but there's been thousands of interviews of me on other people's shows, um, talking my talk and walking my walk and always in the audio formats. That's just where I've thrived. That's where my, again, zone of fire exists. So for me to, number one, accept a contract from Harper. Collins, knowing that I was going to make it real with a big five publisher and sit down and commit to what was a minimum of 50,000 words. I obviously went quite a ways over with 71,000. I said, wow, this is really going to be a challenge. But one thing that I always talk about a lot is all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. My comfort zone is this. Chris, I could do this all day. In fact, I typically do do this all day. Not with people as cool as you, unfortunately, all day long, but I, get, I was interviewed last Tuesday by 24 people. You're my first call today, but after this, I have nine more interviews lined up today on other people's shows. This is what I do. This is my comfort zone. And it's, it's, a, little, it's a little scary and not recommended to just stay and live within your comfort zone. And the reason why it's scary and not recommended is you will get lazy. Like you will stop failing. And when you stop failing, you stop improving, you stop learning lessons, you stop pushing the envelope. And that's how people win. And that's what I've always tried to do. Like we had a quick call beforehand, you know, a quick chat before this started. And you were like, what if I had just stayed with my call center and done nothing but that? You know, it would have been bigger and all this stuff. It was your comfort zone, but you got out of that. And you've now become a real brand influencer, launching multiple books, you know, having you preneur, you know, hosting and running some of the best conferences that I've ever been a part of. And I've been a part of a lot of conferences. So, I mean, like you've just got out of your comfort zone and created magic in all these areas. And that's what this book was for me. It was getting out of my comfort zone and creating magic in a new area, pushing the envelope, trying something new. And that's exactly what it was. And the only way that I could do this, by the way, is the first two hours of my day, every single day, was blocked off in my calendar to write 
this book. I used the Pomodoro technique. I wouldn't allow any distractions. I had my cell phone still in in airplane mode. My computer was also disconnected from the internet. I wasn't allowed to communicate with the outside world in any way, shape, or form until my two hours of writing were complete. And for seven months, from January till August, that was every single day, Saturday and Sunday included. And that's how I got to 71,000 words in seven months. And to what I honestly consider, because I'm actually recording the audio book right now, and I'm like, wow, this is my best work ever. It's interesting you say that. You're in the middle of Actually, before we go into this part of the conversation, I want to check with you. 50,000 words contracted with the publisher, 71,000 words written. How many ended up in the book after edits? 71. Yeah, so there was actually, yeah, there was over 80,000 total words. And after the editing process, they um, cut it down to 71,000, which is approximately 273 pages. It, it was interesting because when I when I wrote um, my first book, Virtual Freedom, which was traditionally published, um, we didn't edit that. There wasn't that much edited out from the publisher. Um, I don't know why that was. I can't quite remember why there was. I mean, there was a certain amount cut, but only a few thousand words, not a lot. Whereas when I self-published Rise of the Youpreneur, we we literally cut like ten thousand words from the manuscript wow. by the time we. And, and how is, many words? We, we about ten thousand. About ten thousand. So we we self-published that. Like we didn't have to edit it at all. We'd have just put it out with spelling errors and you know grammar errors and everything if we wanted to. But um, we we did. It was interesting that the we didn't cut up the first one as much as we did the second one. I want to get onto the audiobook thing for a minute here because obviously this is your zone of, of fire, right? Yeah. Your zone of genius, whatever you want to call it. And um, I remember, it's funny you say you're recording the book right now and you're like, that's my best work yet. Like this, this is me, this is JLD on fire here himself, right? Um, when I was in the audio booth at a recording studio and I recorded Rise of the Youpreneur in San Diego, after a conference. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm halfway through the first read. We did it in two days, about four hours each day. And I'm halfway through the first one. And I, I actually remember saying, well, we broke at the end of the chapter. And I said to the engineer, I said to the guy's name was Colin. I said to him, hey, Colin, I'm going to need to take a break for a minute. Not problem, Chris. And then I said over the mic into his ears, this is a really good book. <laughs> It's like, this is actually a really good book that I wrote. And here I am dropping it in audio format, knowing full well that it's going to reach people in that format that never would have probably picked up the book in like physical format, right? Do you feel being the podcaster that you are, do you feel that this is going to do better on audio than it will do, say, in paperback or hardcover? Or ebook? I honestly believe that my core audience, like people that are part of Fire Nation, they are going to flock to the audiobook because that's how they know me. That's how they consume my content. They're listening to the podcast. They're watching my Instagram snippets. They're doing all these different things. So they're going to flock to the audiobook. 
the written book to me is my opportunity for brand expansion. You know, people who have never heard of me, people who are going to see it, you know, as a top ranked book in Amazon and check it out for that reason alone, or see the endorsements from uh, Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, and be like, okay, this is a book I want to read. Because maybe I recognize those names, but I don't necessarily recognize John Lee Dumas. Like that's going to be my brand expansion. And that's really the main point of this book, by the way, was I wanted to, number one, like be able to give this book to my audience who I know they need this book. They need these 17 fundamentals. They need this roadmap, period. End of story. They need this and I want to give it to them. But I also want to get my brand out to a bigger audience that doesn't just live in the audio world because there's a lot of people and more people are coming every single day who are podcast fanatics. They're audio fanatics. They're consuming content on that level all the time. And that's amazing. But there are some people who just love reading books and will always read books. And that's the way they want to consume content. So this is really, to me, a brand expansion. But to answer your question, kind of really directly, my audience, I see them going to the audio book all day, every day. And then my, um, you know, audience that I want to be tapping into that's not currently under my Fire Nation umbrella that's going to be where the uh, written word comes in. Yeah, they'll, they'll pick up the physical copy. I mean, like that was the big thing for me. That was the, the one big thing when we wrote Rise of the Youpreneur. I was like, go and self-publish. It's not going to be in stores. Yeah, you could, you could go in with the title and order one, um, you know, through Ingram Spark, which is uh, distributed for self-published books. But it's, people, bookstores are not going to necessarily stock this book. How do I feel about that? Um, and I retrospectively looked back at all my royalty statements for virtual freedom and realized 87% of the books that I'd sold up to that point were on Amazon. So I told oh, wow. myself, yeah, I told myself, I don't need bookstores. Like it's not a big deal for this particular book. But that being said, when the third one comes around, um, I think I'll go traditional again for the exact same reason that I've been able to spread that message to an audience that doesn't already know me, follow me, kind of, you know. Yeah. And that's what Harper was down, able to you know? Yeah. Harper was able to convince me that, hey, we're going to get this into Barnes and Noble. We're going to get this into airports. We're going to get this, you know, in all these different distribution centers. Um, and they were able to kind of prove to me that they kind of have this network. And, you know, I was skeptical on some things because I've had fantastic luck, you know, in the past, you know, um, self-publishing the Freedom Journal, $453,000 in 33 days of a $39 journal. The Mastery Journal, three hundred k in 33 days. The Podcast Journal, you know, selling tens of thousands of copies. And all these journals are still crushing it, you know, day to day, week to week, month over month in Amazon as we speak. So I've had a great self-publishing experience. But for the reasons that you mentioned and for some of the reasons that we've already talked about, I decided, hey, you know, variety is a spice of life. It's, try, it's, you know, it's time to kind of taste something different and, and see how this process is. And to be honest with you, I feel like the book is better because Harper's pushed me in different areas with the oh, yeah. editing process, with the page layout process, with timelines, with marketing, um, with all these different things that like, frankly, you know, my teams, myself and Kate, and three virtual assistants, you know, thanks to Virtual Staff Finder. And that's my business. So the fact that I now have Harper with like literally, I'm working with like seven different individuals at Harper right now. I've got a book launch manager. I've got an audio guy. I've got my editor. I've got my publisher. Um, I've got 
you know, my distribution manager. I've got all these different people. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is a full-time worker yeah. for HarperCollins. Right. That's not full-time working for me, but I am on their priority list because yeah. when Harper drops 400K on a first-time author, it's got to hit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to show up, plain and simple. And uh, you wouldn't be thinking like that if you weren't doing it via a publisher like that. If you were self-publishing it, you, you, you'd be worried, obviously, about putting out a great book and marketing it and selling a whole bunch of copies, but you wouldn't be thinking in that mindset of, holy moly, all these people are working on my book to get it out into the world as much as possible. Like I need to show up for them, for them to be able to go ahead and show up for me in return. And I think that's huge. Um, what, what part of the book for you um, really stands out as something that you feel like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now, people are, are still going to talk about it when they end up meeting you in person. Is, is, I mean, you're going to say that this, like every chapter is like that, Chris, but like <laughs> if there's one, if there's one little part of it, what do you think it is? That's a great question. And I obviously expect nothing less from an experienced and fantastic interviewer such as yourself. And absolutely not my answer is all 17 chapters. My answer is this. I sat down and wrote every chapter myself, typically 500 to 1,000 words a day. And some chapters were long, some, tap, some chapters not so much because it was each chapter is as long as it needs to be. When I got done with chapter seven, step seven in this 17-step process. And I looked back and I saw that I had written 13,000 words in this one chapter. My head almost popped off. I'm like, some business books aren't 13,000 words. This is one single chapter. This is one single step in the process. And that step is creating your content production plan. And again, I knew that we had a great content production plan and Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I knew that we've had it for a long time now, but writing this chapter out was like this light bulb coming on of like, oh, this is why we are so good at what we do. This is why we not only make, but net over $100,000 a month for 89 months in a row. Like this is the reason, this is the step, this is the chapter that we frankly do better than 99% of other entrepreneurs out there. I don't care how successful they are. We do this part better than 99% of them. And it's something I'm really proud of. Like looking back over this beast of a chapter, this beast of a step, I was like, it's all about our content production plan, the systems, the tools, the automations that we have in place. Many of which, by the way, were, were pulled from your book because, you know, that was a classic that really helped us shape and grow our systems, tools, and automations, not to mention grow out our team, which is three virtual assistants that each work 40 hours per week for us. That's 120 hours a week that we have people working on our business and their time is delegated. It is specific. It is exacting on what they're doing. They have their marching orders and they are executing upon those marching orders. So, that's the answer to your question. It's a very specific answer because it jumped out of the page. And I said, 13,000 words, creating a content production plan. This is where so many people fall flat on their face. And it's a sad, sad thing. This is great. So this is where all of you now at this point in the show need to make a mental note of that. 
chapter seven is the one that blew the guys who actually wrote it, blew his head off his shoulders. Chapter seven of the book. Um, you actually have some really good bonuses. I mean, actually, there's a lot of great bonuses for anybody that pre-orders the book. We can talk about them very, very briefly in a minute. This is not about a hardcore pitch, as as you well know. Um, but if you guys are interested in the book and you want to grab hold of some bonuses as well as just the book itself, hop over to uncommonsuccessbook.com. Go check that URL out. If you buy it via there, or if you like, what do they got to do? They got to put like their uh, receipt up on there, John? It's a super simple process. Okay. You're just going to buy the book. Yeah. So pre-orders are everything because that's how Amazon makes their their initial bulk buy as well as Harper's uh, print run. So we're looking to go all out on pre-orders. We don't want people to wait for the actual book launch week. We want you to pre-order now if this book is interesting to you. Um, So we have five amazing bonuses, like Chris said. I'm only going to talk about one because you have to go to the page to find the other four out. But I am shipping to your door, if you're in the United States, all three of my journals, the Freedom, the Mastery, and the Podcast Journal. I'm shipping every single one of those to your door. If you're an amazing Brit or you live somewhere else in the world, you're getting instant access to all three digital packs of those journals, which are beautifully done, beautifully done. Um, So that's $150 of real value on Amazon right now. You you, you can go buy them if you want, but don't get them for free. Do a $17 pre-order. I will ship them to your door or grant you immediate access to the digital packs. And then there's four other bonuses, uncommonsuccessbook.com. Just follow the steps there. You will flawlessly have those delivered to you in either the physical or digital format. I love this. Okay, great. So you guys, there's your marching orders, uncommonsuccessbook.com. Go check it out. Get yourself sorted out with a pre-order copy of the book and uh, make sure you give some love to JLD over on Instagram as well and take a snapshot, share share the book with the world as and when it arrives um, in, in your letterbox there. So look, man, before we wrap up, um, I got, can, can, we get, can we get personal for a minute? I want to get... <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you recently got engaged with the beloved Kate Erickson. And uh, I'm so excited about this. I wanted to kind of just mention it publicly here on the show. Um, Urz and I love you guys to bits. Like you said, we've had so many amazing memories from all around the world. Um, And uh, I'm just curious to know, from one married man to another one soon, um, what are you most excited about when it comes to getting married? Well, I am excited to formalize this amazing relationship with Kate Lynn Erickson over the past nine and a half years, you know, going on to 10 now. Um, she's been, you know, an amazing life partner, business partner. And, you know, at some point, you know, to be determined, of course, on a lot of factors, if we're able to, and if things work out, you know, the way we hope, you know, we're thinking of, uh, very strongly about starting a family at some point in the near term future. And I just really believe that we are a couple that is meant to be together now and in the future. And when we bring a little, uh, a little boy or a little girl into this world, you know, I'm, I'm, pretty str- I, I'm pretty strongly a believer in having a solid familial unit waiting for that little bugger, whether it be, a, again, boy or girl or maybe twins. You know, maybe we'll get lucky and just oh have one God. of each. 
Knock oh, it right dear. off. Only yeah. so I, I I don't actually I actually don't know anybody with twins. Um, I I do know of somebody who's had triplets before. Um, and and, and apparently. Everybody thinks that like it's going to be so much more work when you have like multiple births, um, but apparently it's kind of like it's easier because you just kind of get into this routine of doing right. Kid number one, kid number two, kid number three, dress, 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 <laughs> feed, feed, feed. And I'm like, that just gives me a freaking nosebleed. Just the idea of it gives me a nosebleed, let alone trying to deal with it. I, oh my, my gosh. Attitude, yeah, my attitude is like your, your huge life change is from zero zero to one, like going from right. no kids, to one kid, that's a yeah. huge shift. Going from one to two, I mean, there's added responsibilities and stuff for sure. Um, and this is, of course, speaking with zero experience. Yeah, I was no about kids. to say. <laughs> zero. One thing we're going to do, though, for sure, we are going to nanny the F up. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have nannies, night nannies, day nannies, like as many nannies as Kate will let me have around the house, we are going to have. Right. Um, he's kind of, Kate's kind of a, like a, a do-it-yourselfer in a lot of ways, so I, I've had to kind of, you know, help her delegate some things, but right. um, we're going we're gonna to nanny up, bro. Good. Well, I can't wait to hear your nanny up story next time you're on the show. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be pros and cons to that too, for sure. <laughs> um, listen, man, congratulations, first and foremost, on the engagement. You guys are great. We love you. Uh, and, and secondly, also on the common path to uncommon success. I can't wait to read this book myself. I have pre-ordered it, as you well know. Um, and uh, it might take a little longer to get here in physical form uh, to the UK, but I, I can tell you guys, um, you need to buy the book. John is a truly inspirational fella. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's done it the way we all should be doing it when it comes to building a successful business. And that's from the ground up, reinvesting in the growth of your business, not taking funds from outside. Um, you know, when you call yourself an entrepreneur, that's a true entrepreneur right there, ground up grassroots, roll up your sleeves and get shit done. And I respect that a lot about you. And uh, I know that this book is just going to, it's going to turn into a Bible, not just for your hardcore Fire Nation fans, but also anybody that ends up picking it up, regardless of what airport they might discover it in. So um, congratulations, man. Thanks for coming on the show and spending some time. I appreciate you, brother. Love you, bro. All right. For you guys, we'll be back again soon. Show notes for everything over on the website at youpreneur.com forward slash 417. Not quite John's 3,000 episodes, but it's still quite impressive if you ask me. I'll see you again very soon. Take care until then. Bye for now. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it sincerely. You know, if you are interested in potentially working with me to be able to build your business in a smart, savvy manner that really does truly set you up for future-proofing yourself and obviously building a profitable business, I'd love to hear from you. So send me a direct message on Instagram at Chris Ducker with the word podcast and I'll know exactly where you've come from. And that for me is more important than anything else. Because if I don't know where you're coming from, I don't know how I'm going to be able to help you get to where you want to be. Thanks very much again for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll see you again soon.